come outside every morning to literally just sit here and play this drum with no no other thought I try to keep it just literally me and this drum when I first start playing though it's usually not that good because like my mind is ruminating about the day or about some problems that I have to do or take care of or just I start to pack it on real quick and real early because like that's just what we do I feel like as just people because we're told to worry and kind of we're told that if we are happy or, or if we show any sign of like not having stress that then we're not doing it right but in my opinion that's it's quite the contrary you know they, they always say like the poorest people are the ones who always give the most because they understand what it's like to be like that yes but not at the same time it's just that's probably why they don't have a lot because monetary value you know like money doesn't really matter it matters because we're told it matters because we have to pay bills but other than that why why do we have to be upset to be succeeding why is it that when you walk into a store and you're going to go get yourself a travel coffee mug that the kids section is all colorful and pretty and got fun little characters and like like fun like some of them even have like affirmations and stuff on them they're just like go you like you're the best you you can be like stuff like that and then you go to the adult section it's like gray silver metal black and it's like why do we choose that why do we choose to at a certain point in our lives cut down on the outside stimulus of positive and happy and motivating things why do we tell ourselves that these, like, the, the plain gray mugs, the adult ones, and the, and the cute, fun, inspiring, positive, motivating ones are for children? Why do we shatter our own rosy-colored glasses of reality and give up on all those little extra pieces of things that can help throughout the day? Because think about it. We say it's not adult, it's immature, it's this and that. And when it comes down to it though, is it, is it immature? Is it immature to surround your life with happiness and positivity? Is it immature to like colors and fun things? Like it is, in my opinion, no. If it makes you happy, then it makes you happy can't do anything in your life if you're unhappy I mean I've tried that I thought like just work hard put your head down and like things will work out because the money is the only thing that's important I thought let me tell you the harder I worked the more I got shit at my job I, I mean I want to say it's just a situational thing but it was every job after a while because I was manifesting the reality I thought I deserved and I blamed myself for wasting my years about with alcohol and, and uh, I thought that I, I had this idea that I deserve all this pain all this suffering because I had it well off I had everything okay and I chose to give that away to numb pain and live this life of monotony and that's not right yeah you can go through terrible shit like everybody does we all have our own traumas doesn't matter how severe like the, the severity of your trauma doesn't matter if it's traumatic to you it's fucking traumatic 
and um but my choice to live in it basically just replace the pain of the past with a pain I'm gonna give my own future is not the right thing to do when we get hung up on these tiny little things like you know argues arguments with people and 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 talking about it for days and, and, and like just drama this drama that all we're doing is facilitating a further painful life it's hard to admit that and it's hard to stop that too it's hard to even realize that you're in the middle of doing it and you're just hurting yourself we replace our past abusers with our, ourselves so that we can keep into the world that we are used to. But the world that we're used to isn't necessarily the right way, right world. So celebrate those little things. I mean, get that mug with Mickey Mouse on it. Who gives a shit? I, um, was in this program called, um, this really good, uh, therapy outpatient program, actually, for after I got out of the hospital, it's called Princeton House, and you first start there, and, like, I'm not gonna lie, you're like, oh my god, this is mad cheesy, like, they're just reiterating things we already know, but then again, they were things I already knew, but I didn't do, and, um, that's where I learned the majority of my, um, that's, that's actually where I learned the all, pretty much everything that I learned in my coaching stuff and when I did my um, neuro-linguistics um, program I was thinking about it I was like this is a whole lot like DBT but just like more in depth mean being able to know a little bit more about how people react uh, to you know certain stimulus of like conversation and things like that but it's like they taught us there literally how to just live just enjoy things and how to have conversations with people that in turn don't hurt you in the end like um interpersonal effectiveness like uh, dialectical behavior is, is huge it's key because there's a white a right way to go around around about having a healthy conversation and there's a wrong way if something's bothering you about somebody if you just say to them you are an asshole what did that just accomplish? That person may not even know that they're being an asshole, A. And B, I don't know, that's just kind of fucked up to put the label on them like that. Because you're opting out from understanding why that person was that asshole. So let's say, let's like not be afraid to look at ourselves either. But yet, let's be real, the person might have gone about telling us the wrong way. So you want to lash back, but that's not going to accomplish anything. So if you really want to do something that's going to accomplish something, you return the conversation morning with um, something like the way, well, when you said this to me, it made me feel unhappy because it reminded me of this certain instance that I've gone through and that was the way that it was handled then. And it, it just, it makes me shut down from listening to anything you actually have to say, you know, like, that takes a lot of, like, that takes a lot of, what's it called? I want to say uh, just a lot of courage, actually. That's where the word, 
Because you have to first look inside yourself and admit that you didn't respond correctly to the to it. You know, you, and you're like, you know what? I want to know. I want to know what caused this to make you do this or that or say this certain thing. I want to know. It's showing a lot of um, courage and also a lot of like openness to accepting the fact that maybe you weren't right. But that takes also a lot of inward looking. We gotta look inside ourselves and see that we're not perfect. So if you started off a conversation that way, instead of just name calling someone, you're giving, you're opening the avenue to learning something new about maybe yourself or how you handle a situation. But also because you handled the conversation that way, the person now is on their heels thinking about themselves, thinking and looking inward and maybe starting to realize that the way they did go about the conversation or the way that they reacted was not a productive one. And maybe it's because they got triggered from something that they personally don't like that reminds them of something shitty from what you had said. So communication is like literally the keystone to happiness. Like if you want to be happy, you do have to not only accept yourself, but also learn how to accept others because we cannot live in this world by ourselves. We can say being alone is like whatever, we're confident in our time and like all that. We don't need anybody, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes down to it, we are an, a, a society, like our animalistic instincts are that of a tribe mentality. We're not supposed to be good at everything. We're supposed to be able to be good at what we're good at and then share the, the experiences with the other people and fill their void of something they're not good at so they can fill yours and in turn work together as a cooperative team. And we forget that because we did not have to look outside of our own family the majority of the time to have those kinds of tribe mentality, like um, the good, like the, what is it called? The, uh, the benefits from the tribe because you just had it already around you. But we, what we're neglecting to realize is that in this day and age, that construct of a family does not exist. I'm not talking about your parents and your, your brothers and sisters. Like, yeah, I get it, family existed then. But personally, I'm 29 and I've noticed every single person around my age and now younger coming into it as well. We are all these independent creative thinkers, which is great but we want to do everything by ourselves because we're taught that it's weakness to ask for help. But guess what? That's only because you already had that family structure to fall back on all the time. You know, you had the wife and the kids and the, and the father went out for, he goes out to work and then comes home and the kids are taken care of and dinner's ready. When I, I, I'm, shit, doing that all by yourself is overwhelming. Even now, not even having kids, just living life is freaking overwhelming. You know, there's just a constant slew of things that need to be done and it's hard to focus on yourself, really. It's hard to focus on the things that matter or to try, try to push and strive forward for anything because you gotta also do all the stupid little things and it gets overwhelming. I mean, and also just the fact to have like motivation and support, but you learn from each other too. 
you know, in, in, in Native American culture, they had the warriors and the hunters going out, and you had the, the gatherers pick berries and, and make little baskets and stuff, and then you had the elders taking care of the kids and, and raising them, basically, with the wisdom and the knowledge that they've gathered throughout the time. And then at the end of the day, they all come together over a fire and have a one huge meal and dance and sing and, and, and express themselves. That right there is the true meaning of living to really tap into every single thing that makes a human being a human being and being able to express it. We all need that. No matter how strong and independent you think you are, you do need it. So it is important to have good dialectical behavior and it is important not to snap and lash out. And I understand, trust me, more than most, I understand the original intent behind wanting to do that. But just take a minute, stop, count to five, and then think of a better way. Replace you and, and yeah, replace you when you go to say something in a sentence, like you did this, replace it with like how I felt was. Talk about you, be selfish in the conversation because it's actually not being selfish. It's, just, it's stating facts that you know to be facts. But if we make assumptions about things that may not be facts but maybe just truths to personal truths versus truth that's when we start to get things confused so you may do this with people trust me i also know this as well <laughs> and they will not react well at first or they might not just give you the answer that you are looking for but that's just because they don't want to look inside themselves at that moment but don't stop don't stop always trying to say something like i'm trying to understand why you, this was said, you know, um, please like elaborate, like, you know, get, get into the conversation, but don't, don't, don't resort to name calling. Don't resort to easy, simple tactics of just pushing away because that's not going to solve anything. Also in this, um, program I was in, they, they had like a really big stressor about like, like a, a no stuffed animal or no toy, like no like childlike things in the program because they were afraid that the those who have suffered some trauma would resort back to, like, they would regress in their therapy and return to, like, a childhood, child's mind perspective and not actually see it in the, an adult way and in turn not learning, you know, how to handle it now but yet just how to run back in a hole. And I, I totally get that. I 110% agreed with them. But, um my counselor kept writing on my papers on my um reviews about like my coping skills and her, like she kept saying things like you know what it seems like it freaking works for her but, but like her stuffed animals make her happy she's got the healing stones that's funny she wrote healing stones in there because she was like i feel bad writing rocks <laughs> and um my music she said you know like these are the things that are helping her they're not harming her in any way and that kind of stuck with me for a while because I was like, why was I the only exception to this rule that they have? And I realized it just the other day. It's because I wasn't regressing to a simpler time because in my reality, my childhood was not full of me playing instruments and having my stuffed animals all over. I did have them for, for sure, but they were often frowned upon or... or as like a childish thing or taken away as a punishment. So they were not 
the thing that I used when I was upset. Um, so I'm not regressing to a time before and living back in that time. What I'm doing is I'm realizing the happy, fun, the things that are good, the good things to fill my life with that work for me, that I can obtain, that are easily obtainable, that keep me in a happy state of mind. I'm living the childhood now that I would want have to have lived, you know? I mean, don't, I'm not saying that my whole childhood was terrible. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that there was a level of stress put on me, on us, on everybody. And we did have to kind of go through a more stressful situation. And now I'm feeling like I'm recognizing that I'm not so hung up on it and I'm not so angry about it. And I'm not blaming my outcome of life on it because I always do have, everybody does. We all have the choice to change the, change the, the future. We can. So I'm not going to live blaming every little thing in my life on the fact that I have certain memories I just disapprove of. You know what I mean? I'm just going to turn, turn around and I'm going to learn how to not become that or how not to live in it anymore. So it's like, because I came to that realization, I am like seeing the world so differently. And I'm seeing that all those things that I was so upset about missing out on when I was younger, I get to do them now. I can. And who gives a crap if that means what I'm doing right now, which is sitting in my front lawn, which is right off the street, messy bedhead in a hoodie with it's like freaking 90 degrees out, but I'm just like, whatever, I really wanna wear this hoodie right now. And I'm just sitting in the wet grass with my butt on the grass and I'm playing this drum and recording this podcast. And I'm not gonna lie, so many, my, my neighbor who lives in the house come out and like, I was like, the first thing I thought was like, oh man, I wish that didn't just happen because like I am just sitting in the grass talking to myself. But at the end of the day, I really don't give a shit. That's one. And two, you know, he did laugh a little uncomfortably, but it doesn't matter because now he's probably thinking about it, going about his day, and he's probably going to go through a moment during his day where he wants to do something that's going to be relaxing or make him happy. Let's say maybe he sees a patch of grass and like his boss just says like, you've got like 10 minutes between these two meetings because like, you know, we got to set something up. Like you guys have 10 minutes of free time and maybe he wants to go sit in that grass now because he saw me doing that and it gives him that comfortability because you know he's not alone with thinking it now it's up to him to make the choice to actually go sit there you know what I mean and actually enjoy that moment and that's hard to do you got to relinquish the thought that people care also why do we care that people care I don't know because the right people that you need in your life are the ones who are going to sit next to you on that patch of grass and talk with you for those 10 minutes not saying that those kinds of skills are going to be the same skills that resonate with everybody, but you've got to find which, which do, which do resonate with you. And so far in my, in my, um, journey as a life coach and talking this out with people more often than not, it's the fun stuff that people deny that we actually need, you know, just to pick up a drum or pick up a camera, take photos, uh, play music, you know, like, I don't know, put on a pretty skirt. We got to do those things. Those are important. Um, 
This is a short cast for the minute because I'm probably going to do another one later. I just had to do that right now because, like, I woke up surrounded by crystals and stuffed animals and little clothes that I, like, made for them. Like, yeah, I, like, hand-tailored a bunch of flannel shirts for, like, button-downs for, like, stuffed animals one winter because, like, I was sad and I didn't want to think about being sad. So what did I do? I made something productive about the fact that I couldn't get out of bed. So don't just keep, don't just revel in the bad. Let's just try and make it better. And if that means not being able to get out of bed, then bring some shit to your bed. I'm serious about that. If you're unhappy, if you can't get out of bed, if you're down, don't just accept that as being your final answer because it's not. I'll help you out of that. Trust me. Trust me on that. I do not give up till I get people's energy back to where it should be. So just know that someone's out there for that. I can, that is my job. Like, hit me up. But um, other than that, just try and don't be so concerned about the thoughts of others because when you realize it, that the majority of what we think is, let's say, the quote-unquote society, you think that we're the mini- minority, the, the creative thinkers or the ones who want to play, you know, like, oh, we're the minority, we're wrong because we were told this, that growing up, you know, we got to act a certain mature way, maturity this, maturity that. Yeah, you can still be mature and hang out with some stuffed animals and play some freaking music. But I don't understand why people put that label on it. But also, think about this, because this is going to blow your mind. What if we're the majority and the minority are those telling us that those things are wrong? Because, and the reason why is because they've realized that they're the minority because they don't know how to do it. So they want to bring everyone to their side of it, the story. And like, let's be real. That right there is the duality of the world. It doesn't necessarily have to be good and evil. It's just two opposing truths. That's what duality is. And one is a bit heavier and one's a bit lighter. So let's try and meet in the middle ground. Let's be adults. Let's talk to each other with respect. Let's use dialectical behavior so we can figure out problems. That right there is maturity. But at the end of the day, let's bust out some toys. Let's play some baseball. Let's freaking have some fun. All right, going inside because this hoodie is really hot now. (laughs) But I'll play you out some tongue drum because it is freaking awesome.